0: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Knee and Witness Lee. These two were faithful slaves of the Lord during their entire Christian lives and have become patterns to us of ones that counted all things lost on account of Christ. Witness Lee completed his most comprehensive work called The Life Study of the Bible just before going to be with the Lord in 1997. This program combines short excerpts from his original speaking, along with some of our own comments and fellowship. And as always, we'd like to hear from you with your thoughts or answer any questions that might arise while you're listening. We'll repeat this contact information at the end of the program, but if you have a pen right now, jot down our toll-free number, which is 888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788, or you can reach us by email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program.
1: What is God's great will? It is that we would enjoy Christ by rejoicing, by praising him, by praying unceasingly, and by saying, thank you, Lord Jesus, in everything.
0: We're glad that you've joined us for the life study of the Bible with Witness Lee. This is Chris Wild, and once again, Ed Marks is with us for more consideration. Today, Ed, in Romans chapter 12, welcome back. It's good to be back for another wonderful life study of the book of Romans. Well, we had a wonderful life study touching this matter of the will of God. I wonder if you'd recap those three tremendous components of God's will that we got into right at the end of our program.
1: Yes, we need to see what God's will is. And when we talk about God's will, we shouldn't have the thought of, you know, what can God do for me? What we need to see is that God has a heart's desire. He has a great will in this universe, and we want to be one with him to carry out his will. I would just like to mention some scriptures for our listeners. This is quite marvelous. Uh, the first portion is in Hebrews 10, verses 5 through 10, specifically verse 7, where the Lord says, I come to do your will, O God. Uh, what this means is that God's great will in the universe, if you look at the context of this verse, is to have Christ as the replacement of, Of all the sacrifices and offerings in the Old Testament that he would come and become the reality of all those sacrifices and offerings so that we might enjoy him as our all in all so what is God's will God's will is for us to enjoy Christ we need to give ourselves right now to enjoy Christ day by day. And if you look at 1 Thessalonians 5 16 through 18, these verses say, Always rejoice, unceasingly pray, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What is God's great will? it is that we would enjoy Christ by rejoicing, by praising him, by praying unceasingly, and by saying, Thank you, Lord Jesus, in everything. In this way, we enjoy him. Well, if we go on and we look in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 5, 9, and 11, these verses speak of God's will, the mystery of God's will, and the counsel of God's will. Well, the entire book of Ephesians reveals that God's great will is he wants to have a body for Christ to be Christ's enlargement and expression. What is God's will? God's will is he wants the body of Christ. He wants the body of Christ to be built up for Christ's expression. Then we come to Romans 12, and we're in the book of Romans. Romans 12, especially verse 2, speaks of the will of God. This verse shows us that God's will is to have the believers in Christ practice the body life, practice the church life. So what is God's will when we put this all together? God's will is that we would enjoy Christ as everything in the practical church life for the building up of the body of Christ so that Christ could be expressed in this universe. This is God's great will that we need to be one with him for him to accomplish.
0: Today we're going to look at the gifts that Paul mentions in verse 6, and I think that many of our listeners may be surprised about the gifts that Paul is referring to here. Let's join Witness Lee.
2: Verse 3, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself, do you know? All of us, everyone, brothers and sisters, thinks highly. I have no confidence that any one of you would not think highly of yourself. Here I can see Diana, Lisa, two young teenager sisters here, hourly, both of them are humble. humble. But. The Lord knows, and they know within themselves, that Lisa thinks highly of herself. And uh, probably Diana uh, thinks more high of herself. Me too. We all think highly of ourselves. This is the problem in the church life. To have the proper church life, the first thing you have to tear down is this kind of thinking. Don't think highly of yourself, but to think so as to be sober mind. If you think highly of yourself, you are not so sober. Your mind is not sober, not normal. Probably you got little thing in your mind which is not so normal. You have to adjust your mind to get your mind renewed to get all the negative elements in your mind shuttled up by the life of Jesus. Then your mind will be renewed, and your mind will be sober. As God has allotted to each a measure of faith, how much God has transfused, infused himself into you. That is the measure of faith. The measure of faith is just the amount of God's element transfused or infused into you and that is what God has a lot to do that is your lot you just have to uh, consider yourself according to that measure soberly verse 4 for as in one body we have many members and all the members do not have the same function I believe we all know these even Lisa and Diana they are so close in age in everything but they too huh, each has different function what Lisa can do Diana can never do can never make and what Diana can do Lisa can never make you see we all have to realize this then we would not uh, think highly of ourselves rather we would uh, respect others I hope that so many of young brothers among you would come to me brotherly praise the Lord you know brotherly what I can do you cannot I would say brother right don't you know that what I can do you cannot <laughs> I know that what you can do I cannot but you have to know what I can do you cannot I have my function and you have yours. All of us have different functions. Praise the Lord. Well, it's so easy to understand this. Look at your face. You have two eyes, two ears, one nose, two lips, and so forth. Surely the eyes would say to brother nose, do you know what you can do, I cannot, and what I can do, you cannot. Right? And then brother nose would say, yes, brother eyes, Oh, that's wonderful. And we all have to realize what Brother Years can do, both of us cannot do. <laughs> and then Brother Years will say, that's right, brothers. You know, we have another two brothers on the face, the two lips. What they can do, we all cannot do. Isn't this wonderful? Then look at our whole body, hundreds of members. Everyone holds a different function. It should be like this in the church life. We are members, one to another.
0: Ed, there was a lot of light in this portion related to both how we perceive ourselves and how we view and appreciate others. It seems that in our own natural understanding, we either overvalue ourselves or else we're constantly dissatisfied with what we are and wish that we were like someone else. These are both very common conditions of the natural man, aren't they, Ed?
1: Yes, they are, Chris. And like you said, in our natural man, number one, we either overvalue ourselves. According to Romans twelve three, we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. This is pride, and we should condemn any pride. Pride is of the flesh. And the second thing is we're dissatisfied with what we are. We wish we could be like others. And Paul addressed this in 1 Corinthians 12 uh, when he talked about the members of the body. We are members of Christ's body. When we believed into Christ, when he came into us, we are members of his body. And all the members are different. All the members have particular functions. We need to be thankful for what we are in the body and for what we are to the body. So in 1 Corinthians 12, especially verse 18, Paul says God has placed the members in the body even as it has pleased him. So in the body of Christ, we shouldn't have any feeling of worthlessness. Because every member of the body is critical, just like every member of my physical body is critical to my function as a person. Each one of us as a member of Christ's body is critical for Christ to have a full expression. So we shouldn't feel worthless, and this also eliminates any feelings of jealousy, rivalry, or competition. What we should realize is we are Christ's members, and we should simply be what we are in Christ and what we are in the body of Christ. Now, if we're going to be functioning members of the body of Christ, what we need to take care of is the measure of God within us, which is the measure of faith within us. Every day, we need to open to be freshly infused with Christ. Because the measure of faith is the amount of God's element infused into us. So every day, even right now, we should open to the Lord and say, Lord, I'd like to open to you in a fresh way. Infuse me in a fresh way with your fresh element. The more we're infused with Christ, the more we grow in Christ, and the more our function in the body of Christ comes out to build up the body. This is the divine view of In Paul's epistles that we need to pick up.
0: Ed, I enjoyed your fellowship, particularly uh, this one point you made at the end regarding our faith even is a response or a result of this infusing of Christ. We had some wonderful programs on faith in Genesis and earlier in Romans, but again, to see this matter that as he freshly infuses us, uh, not only do we experience him, grow in him, but our faith directly, proportionally increases.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: Let's rejoin Witness Lee for more of our life study.
2: In Romans 12, verse 6, And having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. What is grace? Grace is just God in Christ as our enjoyment. Right? And this is just the divine element gets into our being. From this element, we have the gift, right? The gifts is the skill, the ability. This spiritual skill comes from the divine element that has been enjoyed by us. You have enjoyed God so much, you have obtained or received or absorbed so much of God's divine element. Then out of this God's divine element, is the gift, is the skill, is the ability. Yeah. The gifts differ according to the divine element which we have assimilated into our being. That means grace given to us. Exercise them accordingly. While the prophesy according to the portion of faith our service in the service. Here the word service means deacon or he who teaches in teaching, or he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives in simplicity, he who leads in diligence. No doubt, these are the leading brothers. And uh, whosoever desires to be a leading brother has to learn, number one, to be diligent. If you are just a little sloppy, you are through with the leadership. The first quality of the leadership is diligence. Anyone that is sloppy is not good in the leadership. He who shows mercy in cheerfulness. Don't forget all these are gifts. Even your show mercy is a gift. Don't forget, this is a portion of the gifts which are so necessary for the body life. If you go back, you can read it. Verse 6 says, And having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. We have seen clearly what is grace. Grace is just the divine element. Becomes our enjoyment, getting into our being. And out of that element, some ability, some skill comes out. That is the gift.
0: And as we talked about earlier, Romans 12, verse 6 touches this matter of gifts. The Apostle Paul also speaks about gifts quite much in 1 Corinthians. How do the gifts that he mentions here differ from those in 1 Corinthians?
1: Paul speaks of the gifts in Romans 12, the gifts that are according to grace. He's talking about the gifts in life. These are the gifts that are developed by our growth in life and by our transformation in life. Now, just to use an illustration, let's say a baby boy, he has certain inherent gifts just as a result of his birth. As a result of his human life, he has certain skills and abilities. But if he's a baby, we can't see those skills and abilities. But as he grows in life and he becomes a mature adult, all kinds of skills and abilities come out of him. These are the skills and abilities that come out of his growth in the human life. When the same way as we grow in Christ's life, when we're born again we're a babe in Christ. But as Christ is added to us, as He's dispensed into us, as we grow in Him, certain skills and abilities out of life come out of our being for the building up of the body of Christ. Uh, many of the gifts in First Corinthians are miraculous gifts. And it's not that we reject the miraculous gifts. Uh, we we know that God performs miracles, and there are miraculous gifts. There's gifts of healing, for instance. But what we need to see is that it's life that builds up the body of Christ. The dispensing of Christ as life into us is what builds up the body of Christ. So we need to treasure the gifts in life and the gifts that are according to grace. In other words, these are the gifts that come out of our enjoying the Lord as grace. We grow in life, and then we have an ability in life to dispense life into the members for the building up of the body of Christ.
0: Thank you, Ed. This is an important and sometimes a misunderstood section of the Word. We're going to come back to it in this final portion. Let's rejoin Witness Lee.
2: We all have to realize in this portion of the Word, the gifts of speaking in tongues, the gifts of interpretation, you see, the gifts of healing, the gift of miracles are all excluded here those are what we call the miraculous gifts but here the gifts are not miraculous gifts but gifts of grace in life. You enjoy God that much then you grow up in life this much then some ability some skill comes out of your growth with the measure of God you enjoy and this is the gift which we call a gift of grace in life. I hope that we all could be able to differentiate the two categories of gifts. The gifts mentioned in First Corinthians chapter 12 are the miraculous gifts. But here in Romans 12, all the gifts are not miraculous. Here, all the gifts are gifts of grace in life that needs the growth. And the growth is the portion, is the measure of faith. You just grow that much, so you have that measure of life. Then out of this measure of life, certain ability, I say, certain skill would come out. That is your gift. Then you will be qualified by this kind of gift of grace in life for certain ministry in the church life for certain service in the church life. Those miraculous gifts are really, in a sense, divisive. But these gifts of grace in life surely are building up. These gifts are so necessary. And I do believe Paul was the expert in all these kind of things. He knew the story so he wouldn't put all those items of the miraculous gifts in this church life. He was wise. No one can deny. Why? Because Paul was the expert in the church life. Because at least from writing the first Corinthians, Paul realized, my, these miraculous gifts, the cause divisions. Right? Even in the first Corinthians, you can see the speaking tense, the miraculous gifts, cause divisions. So Paul didn't dare to put all those miraculous gifts into this book of Romans. Right. Even in First Corinthians, Paul did point out, uh-huh, "You have to take care of the building of the church. Your speaking in tongues just build yourself up. It doesn't build up the church. So you need to take care of the building of the church." Am I right? Now he's not talking about building anyone's self. He's talking here about the building up of the body. So he was careful and wise that he didn't put in any miraculous gifts into this book. The book of Romans was written right after the first Corinthians. On his third journey of his ministry, Paul stayed in Ephesus. Information came from Corinth. But he got to know the confusion there. So he wrote the first Corinthians to the church in Corinth from Ephesus. And after the writing of that letter, he went to Corinth right away from Ephesus. (laughs) And while he was staying in Corinth, he wrote the book of Romans. We know what he talked about in first Corinthians. He was adjusting the abusing of the tongue speaking. I found out, I would say, the reason why he didn't say anything about the miraculous gifts in Romans. Because he was <laughs> aware of the confusion by abusing the miraculous gifts. Well, we shouldn't neglect the history, right? It is quite meaningful. I hope that. We all have to be clear, this may sound not so pleasant to some of you, but I beg you, give me a little patience. Then you will see this is right. For the long run, for the church life, this is right. If we do mean business, we shouldn't appreciate the miraculous gift that much. But rather, we have to take care, to pay our full attention to these gifts of grace in life. Then we all will be built up.
0: And we really are seeing a profound distinction between the gifts that are according to grace, resulting in and from the divine life in us, and the so-called gifts of the Spirit or miraculous gifts. Both, of course, have their value and their place in the New Testament revelation, but there are clues from Paul's own word as to where we want to focus our emphasis, aren't there?
1: Yes, there are clues, Chris, and one of the main things I would like to emphasize again is our goal should be God's goal. What is God's goal? His goal is to build up the church. He said in Matthew 16, I will build my church. This is a prophecy. And this prophecy is being fulfilled. How is it being fulfilled? Well, the way the church is built up, of course, we know the church is the body of Christ. How is the body of Christ built up? The body of Christ is built up by the growth in life of the members of the body. It's by our growth in life that the body is built up. Even how is a little boy built up? He's built up by his growth in life. In the same way, the body of Christ is built up by the growth in life. And we can see this in Ephesians 4, verse 16 tells us that the body grows and this growth of the body is the building up of itself in love. So the growth of the body is the building up of the body. This is why we need to treasure the gifts in life in Romans 12. If we look at the Corinthians They treasured the miraculous gifts, and they overemphasized the miraculous gifts. And if you look at the Corinthians, Paul said, you are fleshy, you're fleshly, and you're divisive. There were divisions in Corinth. Well, this is because of their overemphasis on the miraculous gifts. What Paul was trying to get the Corinthians to do is to focus their attention and their whole being on Christ as life. We need to concentrate our whole being on Christ himself as life to us. We need to enjoy him as life day by day so that we can grow in life. Out of this growth in life comes the gifts in life, the skills in life, and the abilities in life that build up the body of Christ. So this needs to be our focus, to enjoy Christ as life and to dispense him as life into the members for the building up of the body of Christ.
0: Ed, as witnessly pointed out, it's not insignificant is it that Paul actually was in Corinth when he wrote the book of Romans.
1: Yes, Chris, this is a very uh wonderful insight that Paul wrote to the Romans while he was in Corinth. He saw all the troubles in Corinth, how they were divisive fleshly and fleshly, even infants in Christ. So when he wrote Romans, he didn't even mention the miraculous gifts. He realized that to really build up the church as the body of Christ, our focus needs to be on the gifts, the abilities that come out of our enjoyment of Christ as life. This is what builds up the body of Christ.
0: Thank you, Ed. We are very much enjoying these life studies and trust that you are as well. Thank you for listening today. Bye bye. Lord,
1: we give ourselves to thee.
2: Receive us into thy wise
0: hand. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Did you know that you can now enjoy the writings of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee on your PC or Mac, tablet, e-reader, or smartphone? Just go to lsm.org/epublications to find out more. Again, that's lsm.org/epublications. And thanks for listening today.